Since roughly the 4th century, Christians have gathered to mark and celebrate this special day. A lot of theological brain power has been dedicated to this Ascension Day, and I don't mean to name drop, but some pretty big names from church history. Eusebius, Augustine of Hippo, John Chrysostom, and Gregory of Nyssa, just to name a few, all reflecting on and seeking to discover the significance of Ascension Day, a glorious moment where Jesus is literally raised up into heaven and returned to the right hand of God. A miracle, really. A miracle that has inspired beautiful music, written word, and poetry. And my guess is that most people focus on that moment, that ascension, with wonder and awe, gazing up with the disciples and dreaming of what might be now that the cosmic order has been restored, standing still, waiting on God's justice, all the while forming expectations of what ought and ought not to be in this brave new world. I would like to tell you that this miraculous scene was inspiring to me in the same way. I'd like to tell you that. But the problem is that I just can't get past these pesky disciples today. Here they are again with a question. And it does seem a simple enough question that they ask in our readings from Acts, doesn't it? Lord, is this the time you will restore the kingdom of Israel, they ask. It makes sense that they would wonder about this. The disciples, after all, just want to know if after all they have endured, if this will finally, finally be the moment where all will be set right. And so they ask their simple question. And this is precisely where I get stuck. Can you feel their question hanging in the air? Does it resonate with you today? Do you feel that knot beginning to build in your own stomach in the face of all that you have endured? Is this the time, Lord? Though some commentators have read their question as wrong or even further condemning evidence that the disciples really just don't understand Jesus, I have never been so sure about that interpretation. I've struggled with that idea because if it is true, then the only thing worthy of our notice today seems to be Jesus' ascension. And when our focus is centered only on what appears to be miraculous— well, the only thing certain is that we will likely miss the everyday moment that whispers new life into the midst of our fears. And so their question is something that I just can't seem to shake. Is this the time, Lord? See, their longing makes sense to me. Their longing makes sense because no one, no group of people having suffered through trauma would ask anything else. Is this the time, Lord? Jesus leaves plenty of space for this question, and that's where I find hope today. When you look closely, Jesus did not respond no to the disciples' question. Did you catch that? What Jesus actually says is, it's not for you to know. Or maybe another way to read that is, you're focused on the wrong thing. 
Instead, Jesus tells us that we will receive power by the Holy Spirit, and because the exact nature of that power is undefined, I believe that that invites our own curiosity. We are invited to wonder about this too. Professor Willie Jennings describes this power of the Holy Spirit as God's desire for intimacy instilled in us and manifest as a longing to be in relationship with others, a cosmic joining. That is the longing that I believe we all can recognize on a soul level when we hear the disciples' question today. It's a longing that we can embody when we set aside our fears and desire for peace and safety, working instead to become witnesses. And this is the hard part. Hard because it means that we, as Christians, cannot dismiss the cries of our community for justice, equality, bodily autonomy, our legislative reform to address the pandemic of food insecurity, inadequate health care, our gun violence. This power that is instilled in us is a power to speak for the voiceless and to build God's kingdom here rather than accepting the world that we have created. This power that we have, well, it's not necessarily comfortable because it draws our gaze out of the clouds and into the eyes of those we meet on this path of life. It's a power that when we let it, renders it possible for us to recognize each other as God's beloved child and to be joined with everyone we meet as sole companions, not as strangers, to disempower us or take away something that we believe to be ours, but rather to see each other as desiring exactly what we hope for our own family and loved ones. If this was our orientation then we could ask, as Bishop Vicente Cabe does, what we will do with this borrowed power that we have, this longing for intimacy that we all share, and that could change everything. So the disciples' simple question is not so simple at all. It's not unreasonable. It's not ignorant. It's not faithless. It's courageous. And just maybe, it reveals God's Spirit, which continues to move wildly in our world, even now, even when we try our best to ignore it. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and set our hearts on fire. <laughs>